Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. We have Daniel Darling with us today. He's a pastor, he's a leader, he's a best-selling author, and we're talking today about his newest book. It's called The Biggest Best Light, and it is for our young audiences, our young readers, children ages four to seven years old. And this book is all about, it's a picture book that just vividly explains how all people were created in God's image and explores the far-reaching implications of that truth and opens up conversations for you and your kids as you read through this book. And Dan, in our culture, kids are getting bombarded with all types of messages. I mean, and it seems like younger and younger and younger. What do you hope that they're going to learn, that the, that our kids are going to learn and take away from reading your book? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, everywhere kids go, well, the social media, you know, even the brands of, of, of the products we buy, everything, they're, they're inundated with all these messages. And I think, I hope they come away with that. First of all, the idea that every human being was created with care and purpose uh, by a loving creator, that there's no wasted humans, there's no disposable human beings. And because we're created um, by a loving creator, he knows what's best for our flourishing, even, even more than we do. And so um, he has uh, a plan for, for our lives. And I think third, that um, God has sent Jesus to rescue us from um, the sin that divides people against each other and uh, has corrupted the human heart. And, and God uh, has a plan to renew and restore the world and, and to renew and restore human hearts. Man, those are heavy topics. How do kids, you know, four to seven, three to seven, whatever, mm-hmm. h- how do you communicate that in, in this book? You know, it's, it's age appropriate, but those are heavy topics. Mm-hmm. How does that come across to kids? Well, I think, you know, every parent knows kind of where their kids are at in terms of their what they can understand. So we need to take these really uh, big concepts and topics and, and sort of bring it down to their level. But I do think kids can understand that more than we realize. You know, I think they're in school and they're studying pretty deep and um, uh, interesting topics. And so I think we can do that with Scripture, too. But we have to do it in a way that's age appropriate. And I think we also have to you know, use opportunities as they come, whether it's a news story or whether it's something that's going on in your lives or a conflict with a friend, and uh, use those moments to um, to try to teach them, you know, scripture and, and, and how to think. In particular, what are some simple ways we can teach our kids to be image bearers of God to those around them? Well, I think there's a number of ways. I think, first of all, uh, reading Scripture with them, Genesis 1 and 2, where it talks about uh, humans being made in the image of God, and Psalm 139, where David talks about uh, his um, conception that God knit him in his mother's womb with care and precision. I also think modeling it, you know, what, how we as parents talk about other human beings, particularly with those we disagree with or uh, people we might not um, – uh, consider to be important people or, or, or whatever, how we talk about other human beings. Our kids are watching us uh, and how we model that really matters. And I think the third way to do it is as things come up in the news or in, in, in um, you know, maybe news stories or um, culture or in pop culture and art and, and, and movies, but also in everyday situations. You know, our kids have conflicts with their friends or they, they see um, – 
somebody who um, maybe uh, has a disability or something like that. And these are opportunities for us to teach what it means that humans are made in the image of God and every human has value regardless of of, um, their usefulness or their skills or their talents. And so I, I think those are ways that we can really teach this to our children. Yeah, I mean, dis- the culture that we live in is discipling our kids, and they mm. just keep starting earlier and earlier and earlier. And I mean, it's just, I don't know, I feel like my kids are older, my kids are grown, and I'm teetering <laughs> on the edge of hopefully someday soon being able to read these books to my grandkids. But um, but yeah, it's just, it's so important that we are having these conversations with our kids at four years old, at five years old, because the culture is going to bring this into their life, you know, through, through media, through Disney plus, through, you know, there's all kinds of ways that they're going to encounter that. So they need to hear these messages early on. They really do. And I think, uh, we need to be intentional as parents, um, uh, and not just, I mean, I think we obviously should be involved in good local church and, and there's gifted teachers there. And, and some of us maybe have our kids in a Christian school or homeschool or other, other ways, and they can learn scripture and learn values through that. But I think as parents, we have to be intentional about ourselves passing it on. We need to teach them and make sure that they, they under, understand these things. I also think we need to do it with joy and not fear. And uh, I know it can be, you know, the, the world has, has gotten a little scarier and there's messages that we disagree with. We also have to understand that God has called us to this place in this time. He's called our kids to live in this place in this time, not in a different time. And so the confidence and joy to know that God has equipped us with his Holy Spirit to live out our faith in this time, uh, regardless of what the world is doing. Gender is the raging thing in our culture right now. And we need to be talking to four to seven year olds about this. I mean, even before four to seven. And so just, just real quick, this is a massive subject. We want to get to another question, but how can we step into that conversation? Well, I think we do just by, from the earliest ages, teaching our kids that what God has declared good, what he has made good is good. That uh, in, in Genesis 1 and 2, it says that God has made them, God made them male and female. Uh, that that to be male and to be female is a good thing. And that this is God's yeah. unique design. Um, that masculinity and femininity are good things. I think it's really important for us to teach. I think second thing is to not give into stereotypes about what it means to be male, what it means to be female. Some things are are, are certain, but uh, there's a range of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a male. And I think sometimes when when we sort of um, act like you know uh, a boy has to love uh, dressing in camouflage and sports in order to be truly masculine, or uh, a girl has to like princesses and all that stuff to be truly feminine, I think we kind of yield to that stereotype. So when a kid is is not that, they, the world can come in and say, well, maybe you need to change your gender, maybe you change yeah. that. And we could say, no, that's that's not true. There's a there's a range of masculinity, range of femininity. But to be male and to be female, it's a good God-given thing uh, that we should not uh, change. We're talking with Daniel Darling. He is the author of The Biggest Best Light. He also happens to be the director of the Land Center for Cultural Engagement at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, which I'm sure makes you feel super confident about passing on theology to your kids, but most of us don't have that background, Dan. How does this book help parents to share their own God story with their kids and and to honestly talk theology at an age-appropriate level? Well, I think it just helps start the conversation. You know, um, I don't think one children's book can do all of 
what we want to do, but I think it helps start the conversation, allows parents to to teach the Bible to the kids. And one of the things I want to want to tell parents is that you know a lot of parents are intimidated. Say, I haven't been to seminary. I don't know as much of the Bible. How can I teach my kids? Uh, but the Bible says that we've been get it, been given everything for life and godliness. And I want to encourage parents that you can do this. You mm-hmm. can be a, a parent that passes down the faith to your children, and God will use you. Uh, however, we do it. Sometimes we feel like we're we're not saying the right words or we're not doing the right things, but I think God will use that intentionality to implant the seeds of faith in our kids. And I think the word theology might intimidate us, but theology is the conversation about God. That's it. Mm. Mm. And we're having conversations about God with our kids. That's theology. And one of the ways we can do that in a real natural way is just share our own story of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. Don't you think? That's exactly right. And we shouldn't be intimidated by the word theology. Like you said, it's just conversations about God. I mean, everybody has a theology. Everyone has a th- has thoughts about what they believe God is. And, um, you know, you can't really separate. Some people say, well, I'm not going to worry about theology. I'm just going to follow Jesus. Well, that in and of itself mm-hmm. is a theology. Right. And so I think it's important that we believe the right things about God. If we want to be in a relationship with, with God through Jesus, we need to believe what's the right things about him, just like in every other relationship, believing the right things about that person allows us to have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.